0: insightoasis.com for astrology you can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week please share with your friends here we go welcome
1: everyone to the middle of july we are looking at week 29 Pam's going to let us know all about the week of the 18th of july monday And I'll see you for our
0: meditation at the end. Pam, what's up? Okay, so the 18th, the moon is in the sign of Pisces. But what's happening is that it goes void, of course, at 2.43 a.m. So some of us will just be sleeping there. And the times I give are Eastern time, which can be adjusted. So what happens is when the moon's void, of course, is it, it's an excellent time for restorative sleep, especially with that Pisces moon, and it doesn't enter Aries until seven seventeen a.m. So those of us who are early risers may be in sort of a nice little nebulous state of spacing out, sipping tea, whatever we're doing, and then come when the moon enters aries suddenly it's woo! let's get up and go for later risers well you just may get up and go (laughs) because with that moon in aries fire moon cardinal it is energetic things are happening stuff is getting done there is in the early morning a moon uh Venus challenge picture in the sky. And I've talked about this before. Those of us who have that natally may feel a little mm, sense of things not lining up quite the way we would like. It passes. It's quick. The thing to keep in mind is always if this feels like an old feeling or you're not being heard or whatever the grievance is, just recognize it for what it is. This is an old feeling. And I am in control with how I react. And is this real? Or am I kind of making more of a situation than really needs to be? And so it can be um, self-educating. Anyway, as I said, it passes, and we move on to a day that is very fast-moving, highly connected, lot going on, a lot of opportunities can fly in, things to do, people to see, stuff going on, and it is boom, 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 boom. So I think, once again, it's kind of pulling this momentum from the lunar cycle that now is waning and anything you want to finish up, wrap up, get off the table, um, this is the time to make that happen. You'll have other opportunities, but for fire, air people, we really are going to be buzzing forward and kind of wanting to get stuff done. So the 19th, Tuesday... Now we're in a little more, um, uh, yeah, this is, this day is powerful. A couple of things are going on in the sky. Chiron, the uh, Chiron is actually, I think the astronomers call it a centaur. It's an amalgam of an asteroid and a comet. And it is positioned between Saturn and Uranus. So one thing it it means to us is that it is the celestial body that indicates how critical is it to you to kind of unearth or dig through old stuff, the wounds, to blossom in to your true individuality and genius. So depending on the position of Chiron in your horoscope, it can be a very dynamic uh, uh, entity for you, which really kind of guides and leads what you do and what happens in your life based on the pull. It's like a magnetic pull of what needs to be accomplished for people who have this very strongly in your horoscope. And so what we... (laughs) I'm sorry, my cat has been incredibly vocal the past few recordings, and she's got more to say, apparently. So we just have to... um, Deal with that because what Lola wants, Lola gets. It's just the rules of the household here. Okay, so I'm sorry about that, but back to the 18th. And what is what is the sinister of her demands based on what I'm talking about? Right. The so we went through the 18th. Now we're on the 19th. Chiron retrograde. So what Chiron retrograde represents is that those of us who are doing work, uh, psychological, therapeutic, emotional, and, you know, most of us are if we're remotely conscious. But (laughs) if we're not, um, Chiron retrograde, depending on where it falls in your horoscope, may be saying, hey, you know, I think it's time you looked at this. And so thematically, things can come up, conversations, uh, stuff that needs to be dealt with. Especially for some of us, it may have to do with a lot of family history, especially anything that involves legacy, money, inheritance, Uh, and that doesn't mean necessarily we're talking about financial inheritance it's the things that you have inherited from family of origin and it doesn't really matter Um, well it does but astrologically whether you know your family of origin or not uh, this brings up pieces about whatever the legacy is so it it doesn't have to be like biological family of origin it can also be whatever the stories or history was in the environment in which you grew up and this isn't necessarily you know it's not like oh god you know what's this going to be but it is something that is pushing us to be who we are meant to be. Because sometimes what happens is if, when I look at a horoscope, if someone has certain things they're here to manifest, make happen, realize in this lifetime, and yet they have or they come from a legacy situation, family story that inhibits or prohibits that ability to manifest with intention, then this day or these couple of days can be opportunities to confront that, look at it, tease it out, see how it feels. It doesn't mean like everything is uh, revealed or magically transformed on these days. But it does mean we are, we have an opportunity to look at them. And because of the other movements of planets and energies in the sky, uh, a lot of resolution can come of it. If it's something you've been working on for a while, it can be something that it's like, oh, now it's time to put that over there, or I'm done with that, or I will allow that. To be in another place because where I've been keeping it isn't helping me realize what I'm here to do. So, Monday and Tuesday, very, very strong dynamic days, not necessarily easy days, but days when we can feel a lot of fire and momentum behind us, especially for people who have strong fire or air in their horoscope especially for people who have uh, strong signatures of Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, or Libra. On Wednesday, the 20th, the moon remains in Aries through the morning. Difficult or challenging time may happen in the morning. We may wake up with kind of dreams that are just sort of uh, you know, even whether you remember them or not, they they may feel as though they were heavy or loaded dreams. And so, if possible, give yourself um, some time to move through this energetically. Uh, the ideal is if there's a an exercise, qigong, or something that you do in the morning that just kind of gets. Uh, you out of the dream space into the physical space and then the moon goes void of course in mid-morning ten nineteen a.m and for several hours we've got a void of course moon in aries which <laughs> is kind of oh wow it's like the um it's like every you're all suited up and ready for action and you're just pacing the room. So the the best the best way to use this energetically is what have I already working on that I can keep doing? What can I clean up, purge, get out of the way for when the moon enters Taurus at 2:23 p.m. and I'm able to really kind of get a good uh, kind of a good pace for something I want to accomplish, do, make happen. And once that occurs and the moon is in the sign of Taurus, now we are moving uh, towards like other things we want to complete and put in place as we move through the end of this lunar cycle. And so it's... uh, yeah, there can be, like, things that we have to discuss and, and understand better that happens in the afternoon, the early evening, and that's fine because if you feel like, oh, no, that isn't what I said or how could you misunderstand that? It's important to come into an understanding of what happened, what was said, so that you can um, realize or uh, get into the the deeper territory, which is something we can we can do. So the evening can be real deep dive into loving conversations or just really good connections uh, for creative people. Oh my goodness, such good juice that goes on uh, Friday. I mean uh, Wednesday evening through Thursday. This, these are really, really dynamic times for creativity and to, um, to make music or to make things sing, whether you're um, tuning a bicycle or painting a, a piece of art. And this is true for Friday, the 22nd, as well. Uh, the thing to be aware of on Friday... Is that as we get towards midday, uh, some of us may be feeling like, oh, you know, I need to make a choice or how am I going to be responsible for that when I'm doing this? And that's okay because what it's, it's signaling or bringing to awareness is what is it you really want to put your energy in? And do you have the right players, associates, support to allow you to really sink in and stay with whatever this thing is? And if you don't, then certain people, situations, or commitments might need to go away. And that's okay because... We can't do everything. I mean, there are people who certainly try. And what's important, if that's your M.O., is to understand, face, and realize that, you know, maybe it's time to let someone else step up, or if they don't, to let that be a reality for other people because just because you've been carrying a load for an extended period of time doesn't mean you have to keep doing it, especially if it's at the cost of something that is more meaningful to you because the reality is, some things, as we're in this end of cycle of Pluto and Capricorn, which will go on for the next um, couple of years, some things have outworn their purpose. And even though they had a lifespan for a period of time and no one seems to be stepping up to do whatever, that's okay. If it's really meant to be resurrected or continued, someone will come forward. But if it's time for you to put down the yoke, put down the yoke. And that can be a terrific revelation that occurs in this waning cycle of just really understanding the difference between what it is you aim for in this lifetime and you're here to realize, and what it is that has been a profound attachment to the past that maybe needs to compost into something else at this point in time and is not going to look like what it always looked like. So the moon goes void, of course, at 7.45 p.m., but there's a window of time that happens mid-afternoon until that time that is especially strong for just getting everything in position for what it is you want to make happen as we enter the next lunar cycle. So it's, it's tremendously creative and clear about, hey, I want to go in this direction or that direction, and I need to finish this up. And it's almost as though you get the inspiration or uh, gravy that you need to complete the sauce of maybe something that's been simmering on the stove for a very long time, and it's now time to say the recipe is finished, and it's time to present it to the world. So once the moon is void, of course, it's 7.45 p.m., I really recommend you just have an evening of supreme comfort. That is what the moon and Taurus desires. Um, food that is restorative, that uh, you enjoy, teas that are soothing, a nice bath. Um, sitting in your garden or someone else's garden, listening to music, making love, painting in your studio, whatever it is, uh, sitting with your cat on your lap, which I think is what mine wants me to do, (laughs) whatever it is that gives you a sense of really physically being here, appreciating what's around you, color, scent, taste, touch. That's what Taurus wants, to feel very restored and rejuvenated. Then on Saturday the 23rd, the moon enters Gemini at one eleven a.m., so just after midnight the night before, and in that Gemini moon, very different energy than the past few days, a mutable air. And it is like things to do, people to see, places to go. It's just revved up and happening. So Saturday looks like a highly dynamic day to play. Um, connect dots, uh, feel like you are buzzing and getting new information, just, oh, wow, off the charts. But keep in mind that anything that comes in that's new or presents itself as an opportunity or possibility, we are at the end of this lunar cycle. And there is stuff you don't know. So it can seem like a very dynamic, exciting time. And this holds true for the 24th Sunday as well. But do not commit yourself to anything major because there are things you don't know. It's not so much that there's a nefarious intention or somebody's keeping something from you but that you don't have all the information you need to really make a decision that is going to be the right one as you try to realize whatever it was you committed or said you could do. Uh, An example could be that, oh wow, you're so excited about uh, this, this party or this gathering or this project that somebody wants to put together. But what you don't know yet is that you're going to be approached or uh, something's going to happen or uh, someone failed to tell you about another commitment or something that you have to do or would really prefer to do that is going to make this um, endeavor just not something that's going to be able to be realized so enjoy 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 saturday and the uh, sunday Uh, play um, explore uh, get stimulated but avoid committing to anything that may lock you into a box where you disappoint or are not able to follow through so the overall theme of the week is you're working with the energy of completion and integration and you also are crystallizing what are the things that are important to achieve now and what are the things that hold you back from making that happen and now I turn it over to Susie. I invite everyone to take a place of stillness.
1: Find your body in a nice, comfortable position. And as always with our meditations, it's really good if you can be sitting up straight with a straight back, your spine straight, because not only is the meditation about contemplation, that's what meditation really means is contemplation on a particular subject or no subject, and. It's also about an energetic shift. So when our mind is concentrating and focusing and we're pulling in the information, it's affecting us, and I really think of it as, as something that is coming through to us through what I call the probably the central nervous system. So that's the, the nervous system, which is... Uh, within the spine and then spreads out throughout the body. So you can also think of this um, as as an energetic adjustment or um, uh, a shift in, in the energy in your body. So as we do this now, let's just concentrate on what are our attachments to the past our obstacles and our obligations that might in some way be directing or impinging or blocking our potential or the things that we want in, to bring into our life now or to bring into our life in the future. and. When we think about the word obstacle or blockage, it's usually something that we want to get rid of. Go away. Don't want you anymore. Leave me alone. Go away. But in effect, our life, our so-called karma, cause and effect, is always creating things for ourselves in front of us, something that we learn from. And until we really understand it and get the learning, it usually keeps popping up again and again and again. And that's why meditation and good healing work can really help address that and understand that in a very deep, deep level so that we can see the blockage, we can see that which is in our way not in a negative sense that, wow, you're blocking my way, but as a positive sense that this is something I need to learn now. What is it? What can I gain from this? And it makes us really change our vision. It makes us pivot and see things through a very different view. So it might be shifting into a more spiritual view, into a higher view, like from 30,000 feet higher, to understand what is the blockage, what can I do, what do I learn from this spiritually, how can this help me and propel me forward on my path, on the potential that I would like to still fulfill so it's a
2: shift in our perception too of something that might be considered a blockage and as we shift we can also look
1: also at what we call our obligations obligations things that we might consider as absolutely necessary because it is an obligation. But if our heart's not in it, then we really need to work with that energy because if we feel it as an obligation, that means I have to do it, I need to do it, I've made some sort of commitment to do it, but I don't want to do it. So at this point, we really need to look at what is an obligation and how can I shift my energy, how can I pivot again, just pivoting the mind, pivoting our our perspective so we can turn it into something that is no longer an obligation, something that I perhaps need to do and must do, but I really am putting my heart into it this time. And if I can't do it, if I cannot put my heart to it, perhaps it's best that I don't do it. Sometimes when we're doing something without our heart, without our full compassion, we might be actually harming ourselves or harming others very important for us to really feel that and get access to it so through all of our meditations what we're doing is we're attempting to get to a deeper level of understanding so that we're not just working by rote or just doing things but that we're thinking about them and that we're really understanding life on a deeper level We're understanding the nature of life and the nature of our mind, the nature of how things work
2: from within, within the being. And as we look now at
1: our attachments, wow, we are attached to uh, many great things. Some of those things we see as absolutely normal and as really quite necessary for us to live in a physical body. Some of those attachments might be purely physical. They might be emotional. They might be spiritual. And we can examine them and really understand what
2: is this attachment What is it that I'm attached to? And then we can look at
1: our attachments from the past, things that we might be holding on to, things that might be very heavy in our suitcases, the things that we refer to quite often as emotional baggage. And we can just notice how much of my mind is attached to the past Because if our mind is attached to many things in the past, it means that our body and our energy is attached to the past, which means that we don't have full access to all of that energy now in our lives. So how much can we allow ourselves to be living completely and entirely in the present? to keep capturing that mind as it wanders off behind us or as that mind wanders off in front of us, how many times can we just grab a hold of that mind, grab a hold of those thoughts and bring them back to here, to now? How am I now? Where am I now? What am I doing now? How can I be more complete in this moment? How can I be more present here? How can I be not fearful and keep planning for the future? How can I be less regretful or less nostalgic and keep chasing my mind
2: back into the past? But be complete. To be peaceful. And to be present here, right now,
1: and hold that mind here by taking
2: a few deeper breaths, being present here and now with peace, effortlessly, with a light heart, with access to all that I am, present. And as we take a few deeper breaths, gently opening our eyes. Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you everyone for joining
1: us and we look forward to being with you again next week. Love now.
0: Thank you. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life regardless We look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.